Dogs podcast. Today's July 31st, 2022. We're in season three, episode number 37. How you doing, Andy? Doing good, doing good. So it's Dan and Andy on the show here. This is the song, this is the sports edition only, not the songs yep. edition, but the sports. And yes. so today's episode is going to be sports and sports only. Um, we got a lot of things to cover. I did not get a trivia question, uh, but well, we have a lot of news to, to yes. prevent to, to cover today. So um, first of all, we'll, we'll go something a little off script for us in a way. You look up time, you'll get not really basketball season, but Bill Russell. Yes. NBA, NBA legend passes away today, 88 years old. Um, of course, he was done playing before I could remember watching basketball. So I just remember him as an analyst uh, starting out doing play-by-play uh, commentary, stuff like that. I don't throw this word around a lot, but he seemed like a real nice gentleman when he spoke and when you talked to him. You never heard about that jerk, Bill Russell. He he had the you know, He was always nice to everybody, from what I've heard. He very well could have been, but real nice guy. He was a great ambassador for the sport, you know. Um, and he played with the Boston Celtics, thirteen championships there. Uh, was coach for two of the years there. And I say this in this time we are in society today. All the great things Bill Russell did for the Boston Celtics, if you believe all you read about Red and the way he was as an owner and everything else there. Um, if you're not familiar with it, he was Griffith. We'll just leave it at that. Um, but he knew when he had, a, he had a gold mine, he had a stud. He had to keep him. Bill Russell passed away today, 88. Um, never heard, I'm, I'm assuming natural causes. I never heard anything horrid going on or he'd been fighting anything. But he was a pretty private man that way too. So, yeah, so basketball, um, hopefully they do something decent this year, something decent at the All-Star Game Forum. Um, I'm not saying rename an award after the man, but just a nice tribute to it at the beginning of the year at the All-Star Game would be kind of neat. nice for Bill Russell. Football. We'll, we'll lean into our big baseball stuff. Um, follow a little college football here. Division two, there's FCS, FBS, but then there's Division two. And that's where the Bemidji State Beavers are at. College Football America came out with their Division two poll to start the season. Preseason polls already. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, Ferris State is the number one seed, number one for the thing. BSU would come in at number 17 for the Beavers in the top 30. Okay. okay. Uh, for us locally around here and for fans of the show, we got, like I said, BSU at 17. Uh, Minnesota Duluth at 23. Augustana and South Dakota at 26. And Central Washington, number 30, that rounds out your groups there. So um, their season for the, for the Beavers this year, they go straight into conference play. Um, 11 games this year, all conference games. September 1st is, their, 1st is their first game already at home at the Chet um, against uh, Minnesota State, or as we know it here, Mankato. Um, uh, so, and that'll be on the NSIC, Northern Sun Intergalactic College, um, their network. You can get that on your apps. You can find an app on your Roku or your TVs. Free app. You can watch all the games from that conference. Um, they have that. I said 11 games this season, five at home, six on the road. So Beaver football getting started there. The Bison start November 3rd 
at home against Drake. For your buys and schedule, again, you could get um, ESPN package, ESPN Plus, they're on ESPN3 a lot. You catch buys and games there. Except September 17th, they're going to be at FS1. The buys in are at Arizona, September 17th. So that should be a FS1. So I guess that's kind of a national game. I guess oh, sure. That'd be good. Um, so that's that one for those. So there's a couple football notes. We'll get you cooled off on this hot weather thinking about football and basketball there. Uh, some baseball stuff. We're going to kind of stick with our hometown stuff here. But I want to start with the Mike Trout news. Um, I am not a medical, so I'm not even going to try to pronounce what he's got. He's got back issues. We'll just leave it at that. I'm not going not to sit here and explain what it is. You can go to ESPN or Fox or CNN and look it all up if you want. Uh, he's got issues with his back. Yeah, he's starting uh, rehab therapy now. I don't, and you're never going to hear this cross my lips. What could have been? Not, I'm not going to say about Mike Trout. You might start hearing the stuff if his career is cut short. Did they make the exception if he's Hall of Fame based on what he did? Again, I'm not going to tackle that subject right now either. All I got to say is he's young enough, he's healthy enough. Hopefully this isn't going to be devastating to him. You know, um, nice organization, nice guy, so I, I, I wish only the best for him. I'm just kind of glad that they're out of it so he can worry about his health and not try to fight through to win. If they were finally having their winning season. And he'd fight through it and cause more issues. Not to sound there. I'm glad the team's doing bad so he can pull away and get healthy. So what's so if he gets that healthy, gets that taken care of? Either way, I don't care if he plays baseball again or not. Just get healthy and have a decent life. That's all I'm hoping for him. You know, um, he can take care of this. He if it if it's a they find out it's a thing you can get hereditary or whatever. He's a great enough. Spokesman, he could be the voice for this. Like it's like a cancer or a checkup or a screening. Hey, go get checked out for this. If you got heart disease, back, whatever. He could be a great spokesman. He's just a wonderful person. So let's hope the best for him. Talk about the local team here, the Minnesota Twins. Um I told you so. They bring Sano up. 48 hours later, he's hurt on the DL. Why did we waste our time? I have to bring back Andy's soapbox, I think, for this one, because this is a soapbox moment. Oh, yes. Why did we waste our time with this guy? Like I said, do they call him up? They maybe make him trade bait. Maybe that's what they did. We'll never know. Now he's injured on the DL again. Cut bait. Let him go. Just be done with him. Um. The Twins, after today's game, they uh, have a one-game lead. I think I heard that after the game, beginning of July, they had like a half-game lead. Now they got a one-game lead at the end of July. But uh, the scheduling gods are in favor of us right now because the month of August, 20 of the 20, was it, eight games are at home for the Twins. Really? So, But they're eight road games, two against the Dodgers, three against the Angels, three down in Houston. So. You know, not exactly eight easy games, but, you know, so you got 20 of the 28 at home, um, sleep in your own bed, eat your own food. Hopefully they can put some distance between them and others. Uh, their magic number as of today right now is 61, the Twins' magic number. 
So we'll start start that nice. count every week. 61. They have a one-game lead over Cleveland and two ahead of the White Sox. So you never know. You look at some of the links. I use CBS for my baseball stats and standings. And they have a column off to the far side. Percentage of winning the division. Okay. The Twins are third. They have Cleveland and Chicago having a better chance of winning the division than the Twins. Oh, really? So now that might be strict the schedule later on. I didn't really look at the schedules after August, but maybe that's it. Maybe they just they know the Twins. I don't know. <laughs> that's so that's a little odd there. Um, the Mets they have a three game lead over Atlanta, fifty eight for a magic number. Um, in August, first half of August, the Mets. Play nine games against Atlanta, five at home, four on the road. Okay. They have uh, 17 home games, 13 road games in August. That's 30 games in 31 days. Now you go, now everybody, who knows, is going, wait a minute, that don't stop. They have to have a day off every so often. They do. They have three days off. They got two doubleheaders this month. So the Mets, I'm not making excuses. I just... I just report the news. Well, well, Andy, tomorrow is August 1st, so the yeah. dog days of August are coming yeah. up. And, boy, the Mets have a workload. Yep. 30, 30 games in 31 it. days. They're built for it, right? Right. But then, you know, their road games, are, it's Philadelphia, New York. They're, they're Atlanta. They're kind of staying right there on the East Coast. They're not going back and forth. So that's going to help in that aspect of it. But uh, the, the bright spot for the Mets – Tuesday, making his 2022 debut, Jacob DeGrom. Yes. So that'll be fun to watch. I, I don't think he'll go more. Than, I don't think he'll go more than four innings. He'll be. He's not gonna go down and pitch seven innings. Get ten. No, no. It, they're gonna have him on a pitch count, kind of like the year um, the Nationals made a run when Strasburg came back from an injury. They yep. kept him on pitch counts and got mad at him. Hey, so, no, we got too much money invested. And I really think until October, they're going to really baby the ground. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. Baby him till October, or if God forbid you fall a game behind and you need something, but I will ba- I would baby him till October if I had to, and then take the leash off and let the, let the horse run, you know. Um, that's as a Mets, magic number 58, three game lead over Atlanta. Uh, the rest of the division is double digits behind and not even worried about Philadelphia and all of them. They're not, not an issue. Um, the other news I had, did I have another note here? Um, no, I did see some, uh, uh, these club teams play for baseball this weekend out in Delano. Went and saw uh, Cousins Boy plays, went and saw them. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, basketball, you have the, the U-17 teams or hockey. They have them for baseball also. Um, these kids are all going to be juniors, sophomore juniors in high school, seniors in high school. So that age group. Uh, fun times. Watch out there again. Baseball's baseball. I'll watch it. I'll watch the Pirates and the Royals play. Okay. I, I'll watch anyone. But it was good. It was fun watching that baseball. I got talking to some of the parents there. I said, now. What's next for these guys? Are they Legion ball? Or are they going to go? I mean, after high school, is going to be Legion, Tom Ball, college, whatever. Where do they match up on this? 
And yeah, I thought, although if I did the high school, the college, then, you know, Legion and up a town, because of these club teams like this that are playing, a lot of us say it's kind of hurting the high school team. So you got so much time invested into this. Yeah, they play high school too, but baseball is becoming a year-round sport for them. So, which, good and bad, take it how you will. But um, my kids, they get a little more playing time on these club teams to get ready for the high school team. These aren't your your starters on your high school team playing on these clubs. These are the guys who, uh, like for pro leagues, you'll go down and play winter ball to kind of brush up. or get, That's kind of what this is like. Yeah. Um, but it, it, they're still good. Don't get me wrong. They weren't a bunch of great games, very competitive games, fun games. Uh, like I said, the, went to the two fields out in Delano to watch. And as you know, they got a great setup out there in Delano for the games. Yeah, it was fun oh, to sure. watch. Fun, good fundamental baseball. Uh, like I said, they're kind of all-star teams. So it wasn't like a Minnetonka high school team or Waconia high school team. It was this area, kind of like town ball is. It's an area of people. And uh, the team I was watching was mostly kids from the Minnetonka area, but they had a kid from Waconia on the team and a kid from somewhere else. But you're kind of grouped like town ball, but not only your high school. So, okay. Yes, baseball everywhere. You can catch whatever you want. Um, now you went to some town ball games this weekend, did you not? Um, I I played in an over fifty game, which we won, and then I was there for the beginning of the Lonsdale DRS game against Webster. Um, and so in the DRS, they for that first round of the lower seeded teams, if you don't receive a buy, you play a best of three series to eliminate. Uh, those, those weaker teams, best of three. So interesting thing out there is uh, they used to have these games that first round always on the week weeknights. Uh, they'd play game one on a Tuesday, then a Wednesday, Thursday. If your home field doesn't have lights, you always had to play your home games at a team that did have lights. Um, right. So, for instance, Webster, the Webster Sox, um, had a big crowd out there with a the home game because they pushed, just starting this year, we're pushing to the weekends games one and two on the weekends. So you'd have an afternoon game one or two where it wouldn't matter if you had lights or not. You were able to host on your own field a playoff game. So the fans, the crowd came out and uh, it's interesting setup going to that, which means they still have game three to play yet. So uh, I was talking to the uh, vice president of that commission of that section or region. And they said they did that for that reason. Uh, but it does push it back, so now it's a tighter squeeze now before the actual region begins, and then they'll send, I think, from their group uh, three teams, I believe, to the state. Uh, but it, it's an interesting setup. Then today we had the final games for the Crow River League, which which uh, they also play best of three. They played a Thursday or Friday or a Tuesday, and then I think a, a Wednesday or a Thursday, and then a Friday. Tuesday was rained out, so it was Wednesday. Yes, Thursday, they pushed Saturday. them all back because of the rain, and so – the games were all decided uh, uh, of the teams that won two straight games and eliminated their opponent. I think there's three of those teams. Two games today, games three, those were matched up. And so those were concluded, which means that first round is done. Now, if you can see this here. Yep. Region 7C. I'm going to make it uh, here bigger. Oh, region, region, region 7C tournament is, is set. And this is 
the region. Only eight teams make it. This is Class C, Region 7, essentially the Crow River Valley League. Uh, eight teams now down to the final eight. It is a double elimination tournament. Four teams go to state. Four teams get sent home. This begins Thursday. The host is Winstead. You'll be able to see, if you go to the games, uh, some sports and songs advertising. Uh, advertising. Uh, we are going to be in the program this year and uh, hosting some other uh, sponsorships there in Winstead. So come on out to the to Winstead. They're hosting the day and night games starting Thursday. Double elimination. You lose two, you're done for the season. Um you win two, you're going to state. And this is always a tough region. Uh, the four teams that go to state here typically do well in the state. Now, yeah. the problem with the Region 7C, the history, is this. There's always a team that folds. Uh, in other words, a team that chokes. And and I think four of the five years, it's been the number two seed uh, that has the jinx. This year, it's the playoff yeah. losers. Uh, there's a jinx that goes on here, and... Um, there's always one team that's a top-heavy favorite that loses two games, and before you know it, they're done. They're packing up their equipment. They're done for the year. And then a Cinderella team advances and goes to state. So this starts Winstead, Minnesota. Try to visit the Blue Note over there, the corner bar out there. Um, yeah, it should be fun. fun weekend. It's a two-weekend tournament. The first two games basically eliminates and knocks two teams out of that. This weekend we'll know a week from yeah. today there will only be six teams left. And then two more teams get eliminated. The final four go then to the state tournament, which is hosted in Dundas and Faribault this year. So that is the story with that. Uh, it's some good baseball. Like you said, we follow right. we follow the DRS uh, here mainly, DRS and Crow River Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be covering those guys uh, at, as well for, for those regions. Now, I did have a topic here, NFL football. Yes, we, uh, we we touched on it a little earlier. NFL teams for training camps have now all reported they're ready to go, and they'll have their two weeks, I believe, of training camp and kick off with their three-game preseason, the new three-game format preseason. Just like last year, it'll be the same thing, and then after that, the teams will kick into high gear with the regular schedule with a 17-week regular season. So Vikings fans, head out there to, to Egan and uh, and check out training camp if you're a Minnesota Vikings uh, fan. Now, for over 35 baseball, Andy, the yes. final game of the regular season is today. They play May, June, and July. All the regular season games for the Federal League have got to be completed by today. There's three games going on as we speak. Brackets will be announced sometime on Monday. And what we'll do here on the show is to do a bracket. Uh, I'll, I'll do a special bonus podcast uh, this coming week, breaking down the brackets. The good teams, to the high average, to the average, to the low average, and following up with Class B. Remember, Federal League, everyone makes the state tournament. doesn't matter your record. So Class B, there's teams with one and two losses in the entire season, and they're still playing. And so it's still fun for those guys, but the teams at the top have bragging rights because they will play when the state tournament is done. That's a two-week state tournament also. the uh, the teams there, the top teams, will play against the top teams in the Minnesota State Senior Men's Baseball Association, which is different than the Federal League. Their yeah. top four teams will come over, and they're going to do a World Series like they did last couple of seasons for the top teams to see who's the true champion. And so we're a couple weeks out from that, but it's fun. Fun times, Andy, this time. Yeah. August 1st is tomorrow. We're going to get into some baseball. The, yeah. the over-50 league is really halfway through its regular season right now, so they don't wrap up till September, but 
boy, with over 35 in the town ball, it will be, uh, it'll be fun next, next couple of weeks. Yeah. As I said, on Twitter, we'll be having all of our updates. Um, uh, Kip Kovar at Herald Journal Sports. So he's, well, most of our updates on Twitter are going to be his stuff we're retweeting anyway. And what I was yeah, from the pro be- in the region, um, Kip's yeah. the guy to go to. Go follow him at Kip Kovar at Twitter. And he's the main guy there uh, yeah. at the Herald Journal covering these baseball games. And they are good. Winstead, unfortunate as it is, has one of the um, least least attractive stadiums there in the Crow River. And they're hosting all the games this year. And they round that off. Uh, they they, they uh, go in rotation, I guess. But Winstead has made some improvements. Uh, they've got some updates and upgrades yeah. there at the facility. They've got lights. They've got dugouts. The, they got a fairly good place to go there. It's nice with a team that hosts with lights because all the games enter at one site. Um, if they well, don't, they're, and, they're moving them around. And I think it's tough as, like, you say Winstead Stadium isn't there because the other teams or stadiums have made upgrades have gone, like, three steps up. They didn't make, like, gradual upgrades. They went, like, all in and, you know, you got some places like Waconia, what they did to their stadium, or Delano, how it's just a – Probably A-ball, double-A teams would love to have a stadium. You've got like some state-of-the-art yeah. in the Yeah, so it seems like all or nothing in our conference right now, so I feel bad. I mean, even in Watertown, we got a nice little setup here, but it's a nice little setup, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I like you know, watching those games at, at Plato, Hamburg, Green Isle. Um, they're all nice facilities, uh, yep. very nice facilities. And, it's just the mothers uh, have raised the bar so high now. It's so, it makes it's, your nice it's, facility it's, not look so good, so. Now, but um, what I we, did don't wanna, do, we don't want to do tournament brackets. We're not going to yep. do brackets. Just send us on Twitter who you think is going to win for ah. your DRS. And you, let us know, and then we'll give you a give you credit at the end of the tournament. Now, speaking of upgrades, I did find out just yesterday, St. Bonnie, the St. Bonnie Saints, once the, uh, they got eliminated today, they're done. There's a false uh, baseball league that plays on that field at Missile Park there in St. Bonnie. But when the fall league ends – they're going to be a constru- doing some construction on the dugouts. The brand new dugouts are going in at St. Bonnie. Um, uh, real wide, a lot of room, a lot of space, padding in the front. It's going to be a nice setup. So look for that next year. I think there's still a couple of years away from getting lights at St. Bonnie, but the Saints are going to get some dugouts. Real nice. And like you say, even baby steps to get things done. Yeah, These Pearl River fields are, are all pretty snazzy. Yeah, someone real big time. And like I said, they've, they set the bars up our heads. Like, give us smaller school or smaller towns time to catch up to you. You know, um, like I said, the, the league's game start. I think Thursday, Watertown's got the first game hosting here. Yeah, they're the number and, one seed. Yep. So we'll be hosting the first game Thursday. Um, well, not hosting. We'll be the home team at Winstead. Yes. Um, which is kind of a home game for us. I mean, it's only 15 minutes down the road, 20 minutes down the road. Everybody. And that's the great thing about this. All the games are in Winstead, but they're all 15, 20 minutes from your home stadium. So you're not traveling a lot. So. And these teams travel pretty well as far as their yep. fans. Yep. And um, yeah, so it's a good times, you know. Um, without, and everybody's going to have fun too. That's the great part about it, you know. Um, unlike small college or high school rivalry games where it gets kind of ugly afterwards. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk smack during the game, but afterwards we'll be down at the Blue Note having beers with everybody. So, you know, that's. It's good fun. It's good laughs. Um, it's uh, it's a good group. It's it's fun to follow this time of year. Uh, hopefully the weather will be good. I've looked in the forecast. It, it looks to be nice the next couple of weeks. So we should be able to get all these games in. 
And now remember the rules on some of this stuff when you follow your teams. Um, we'll just use Plato as an example because you mentioned them earlier. Say they get bumped out right away. Look for those players to be the ones drafted now for the next round of the tournament. So your favorite player, your your favorite team might still be represented on a few other teams too. So keep that. Uh, and that's a very and each team as they get eliminated as as you go. Uh, you're right, Andy. Those uh, those top pitchers are still going to be eligible to put their name in the pool to be picked up for the state tournament to be drafted. Each team does get three draft picks yep. from players from teams that are eliminated to go forward. So you can still cheer on your team, even though they're not in, because they will be represented, uh, represented, and, and many times uh, represented very well. We've seen that championship game last year was both pitchers yep. going head to head that weren't even on the normal teams. Now, Stuart like say for Watertown, for example. They don't have to take a pitcher from class seven. See, they could take a guy from Moorhead if they wanted to, right? No, no, it has to come from our, our region. It has to be your area. Okay. Yes, yeah. So okay. they the pool of players they can pick from is only the region of your the team. region. Okay. They don't go into a whole giant pool of uh, free agents, as you will, that okay. you can pick from, but it's just the teams. So they're only really watching the teams that are eliminated here. Uh, okay. And then from that group, that player, if interested, um, has to opt in, essentially. Um, yeah. Assuming that you're, you're home, not traveling the next couple weekends or whatever for the yeah. state. Uh, once they opt in and they're healthy, uh, then you can pick from that pool of players. And so okay. four teams that go to state, three will get drafted from each team. There's 12 players then that will move forward um, and, and, um, and advance. Uh, so 12 additional players will be coming, representing out of Region 7C over and above the team itself but yeah the defending you know champion uh watertown went to the final championship game for a class yep. c now i don't know what where they finished in the region last year they didn't win it right and then they were third yeah so the third and kind of third and went on to go to the got, state i don't want to say backed in but they were the last team to make it in for our conference for state so yeah. it uh, for class c it, it's uh it gets to be interesting you want to have you want to try to win to get a favorable seating to play a weaker team from another section in the state. But as we've seen from the past, if you go to state, regardless of your seating, um, those seatings I think are thrown out the window. You never know who's yeah. going to get hot, who's not. And it's a crapshoot. <laughs> it's like the college basketball tournament. It, Cause it's, it's one like, and done. Yes, you never it's know. It's right. not a series. So, you know, that's where it's kind of fun too, is because, you know, it's like, Oh, well, if we lose this game, we'll get them tomorrow. No, you won't. You will lose this game, and you'll be fishing tomorrow or golfing tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> you're not. You're not. Now you get them next time. At the same time, Class A and B are wrapping up, and they'll be announced to those brackets. So we we cover A and B less here on the show, but now that Young America is in Class B, we will cover those. I've also heard over the weekend, even in Class C, St. Patrick Irish is more than likely going to be moving up to Class B next year, and so. Oh, okay. There, there are some teams teetering, um, and we'll follow. We'll follow Young America um, in the region and how how well they do as well. And Class A to some extent will cover as well. But boy, yeah. C, boy, Class C is where it's at. That's where we'll be focusing our energies yeah. here. Because that's that's our region. That's where we're, we're based out of. So we're more familiar with them too. We're not picking favorites. But yes. As the, fan, as the fan base for the show grows, so sends our stuff. That's that's exactly. why we're talking about Bemidji State. We talk about NDSU. We mentioned the Kraken for Seattle. We mentioned oh, yeah. some other, you know, the Mets because of where our listenership is. So we, we're all over the place. 
if you're listening in Denver and you want us to know, hey, we listen in Denver, talk about the Colorado Rockies. Fine, we'll talk about the Rockies or you're wherever. Let us know your hometown and your college or pro team you us to follow. We'll we'll give them some mentions. Yeah, the rest of the summer here is going to go fast, I believe. But that's all I've got for sports this week. Uh, anything else from on on your end, Andy? One thing I want to talk about the NFL schedule. Yes. What we'll think we're doing here at the Shadow Studios, October second. The Vikings are playing in London. Eight a.m. Our time is the game. Oh yes, so, yes. Um, the staff is throwing together a little breakfast buffet here. Um, so it's gonna be of course. four games. Yes. Well, a, a view, a watch party, if you will, on a Sunday morning. Yes. So Saturday night church will be very busy because no one's going to church Sunday morning. Um, but yeah, so you're, and because there's three games, I think there's two in London and one in Germany. Okay. So you're gonna see the NFL now that COVID, we're kind of getting back to doing that again. NFL always had their European games, so we're getting back to that. I don't want to hear the excuses. I saw the schedule. Seattle's got to play in Germany. Get over it. They've gave you time to fly out there beforehand and back to get rested. You know, because when all the I saw a thing. Oh, look at all the miles Seattle's put out for traveling this year. Well, because one of the games was in Germany for crying out loud, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an outlier. You know, just, just let's let's read this fine print on the schedule too on why they're putting on the miles. You know, so yeah, it's it's kind of fun. It's kind of nice having those morning games in a way. I'm glad it's not every week. Just a couple three times. I'd even be okay if they did it on a Saturday morning instead. But I know you got college football, so it's kind of a fight. But still, that's true. Now speaking of college football, the Golden Gophers uh, will be another fun team to watch this year. Yes, especially their uh, their first game, that non conference game. Um, that will be good, and it's going to be in a good, good stuff, tough stuff. Abraham, Abraham coming back now after you got hurt on his first game last year, so uh, we should have a decent squad. Um, I love the Gophers. Don't get me wrong, I love them. I just they've broken my heart too many times in football. Oh yes, <laughs> I, I I just can't drink the Kool Aid too much. I'll hold a glass of it and I'll cheers you with it, but I'm not drinking the Kool Aid yet. Yeah, that's and. Uh... Now, is there the realignment that starts? When does that start? Next with year, twenty fourteen. So, no changes as far as this year. It stays static, and then next year we'll see all that change. But uh, USC and UCLA coming in. That's it. I'm more happy for that. Right, the women's volleyball, men's and women's basketball. That's where I'm excited for the two, those two teams to come in. Um, one thing I remember is why would UCLA come here? They had. If you know UCLA's college stuff. They were in the red financially because of some bad deals they had made. So this Big Ten buying them out and getting them in helped save them. So um, that's why they were quick to pull the trigger. They took USC with them. Both those schools have had made some bad financial ventures lately Yeah, uh, with independent TV deals. And Notre Dame, for football, it's because of football. Yes, they play the ACC for basketball. They play Big Ten for hockey. Football has such a great TV deal with NBC. I don't think they'll ever join a conference for football. They, they have no desire or need to. They hit right. the jackpot. I mean, they have their own TV deal. They still play two or three Big Ten teams a year anyway. They play a couple other big schools. So they still play a pretty tough schedule anyway. But I don't. But I, I bet in the next five years they're going to have to form or join a conference. 
just because all these other super conferences forming, Big Ten getting so big, they're going to have to knuckle under and join one of them. But one conference is going to pay big money for Notre Dame. But it's going to be a package. You're going to get it for – six. they got a good hockey program. So I'm saying they might – Big Ten might be the lead on that to get them. So we can keep them for hockey. Because if they go to the SEC, there's not a lot of hockey programs on there. Yeah, you can be in the SEC and still be in the Big Ten for hockey, but that's just goofy. You know, be all in one conference for everything or, or don't be. So I think the Big Ten has the, the in. Next five years, you're going to see Notre Dame in the Big Ten. Be interesting to see how that shakes out. It would be fun. All right, guys, have a uh, have a good week. We'll see you this weekend on the songs edition. Oh yes, exactly. All right, bye bye. See ya.